The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to another session here at the Kick Pod um, Podcast. I am your host slash sensei, TJ Williams, giving the insider of my martial arts and journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts-based subjects, and highlighting martial artists, martial artists, past, present, and future. All right. So, um, of course, uh, this is a solo episode for me, episode 101. And, um, of course, we are in... Uh, um, we are finally in July. We're July 1st. And coming up this weekend is the 4th of July weekend. And of course, um, just a heads up on 4th of July coming up on Monday. I mean, we want to make sure it's uh, safe, staying safe. And um, it's still keeping the appreciation for the meaning of the holiday. I know a lot of people find that the 4th of July has become dull because, you know, it used to be that holiday where other than celebrating America's birthday, you know, celebrating uh, the the Declaration of Independence. And of course, um, and, um, you know, it's been like years of, um, you know, cookouts, uh, family um, get togethers. And of course, um, and then the holiday with the fireworks and, you know, it's, um, I guess people find it real dull because, you know, you know, you always find something to do on the 4th of July. And of course, in my case, um, I'll be on a plane to travel across uh, the United States to Las Vegas, Nevada, which I'll be attending the um, Unite Fighting Arts Federation International Training Conference for the 12th time. And I'm really excited about that. You know, for one, I mean, it's not not only it's been like the um sort of a family reunion i mean that's that's like my escape from my um actual full life um working a full-time job teaching classes um martial arts and fitness you know doing pro uh, independent wrestling and of course these two podcasts i got the kick pod and the fit fighter and you know i'm just but yet just to keep you keep your heads up, I am going to bring this show on the road with me or to Las Vegas. Um, just to hope that I get guests to be on the show, and we're going to probably discuss our um, well, discuss the um, like the ITC in general, and you know whatever guests I get on the show, they're going to talk about their martial arts journey and talk about what what makes them a good martial artist, what makes them a martial artist in general, what build something to be a martial artist all right so that's the that so that's that the um itc and i'm really looking forward to it seminars the competition and of course um the one thing i'm gonna have my eyes on is the master rank induction ceremony which uh there'll be from what i'm from from the looks of it this year will be 10 people going for their fifth degree and that's master rank and of course me being a fourth degree, I mean, I'm like one year away from 
being eligible for fifth degree. So of course I gotta get all my report requirements down. And that's why I leave on the fourth of July because the next day I had to take an MDS, which stands for Master Development Series uh, Level One class, and that was basically you're basically learning everything about like your tech, how to how to teach. You know, that's basically it's similar to the class I took before the IDS, which is Instructor Development Series, and that's basically. Of almost an enhancement of the IDS, you're basically teaching, like, well, basically you're just developing yourself not only into a master, you're developing yourself into like a good martial arts teacher. And um, of course, I'm looking forward to that. And of course, it's eight hours. I mean, it's not eight straight hours, but at least it's going to be a learning experience. I mean, I want to make sure that I understand the curriculum as well as um, what they want me to do or what do I, what I need to do as an instructor. So what I get out of this course is going to at least make it beneficial for me when I get back home to teach my classes and teach the students, like, what, this is what you need to do for this. And this is what you want to do if you want to pursue to pursue a black belt or whatever your goal is in martial arts. All right, so as that, and of course, um, and then of course the gala, the dinner ceremony, which we have every year, it's uh, where of course we present um, special awards. And there's there's the instructor of the year, school of the year, most inspirational, in which I've been nominated again from last year. I mean, last year was the first time I've been nominated for this special award, most inspirational. And yet, yet again, I am nominated this year. So, I mean, hope, I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm not going to, I'm not getting my hopes up to win. I mean, it's just a trophy. I mean, the whole concept of being inspirational is getting yourself out there and get noticed. So yet the people that voted for me, I had to say, thank you. And thinking that I am real inspirational and, you know, I do what I can to get people's attention out there. You know, I'm not looking to be Mr. Hollywood or get a contract. You know, I'm just want to let people know that I'm, I care for your well-being and everybody else's well-being. And, you know, that's why I have this show, The Kick Pod, really not only just expressing my views on what martial true martial arts should look like, but um, to somewhat um, like talk about what martial arts has done for me, you know, being born with ADHD and have to deal with taking medication and therapy and try to keep myself in check. You know, it was a tough childhood, but nowadays it's like I'm more in check, but, you know, I can't outgrow my ADHD. You know, I keep myself motivated. I keep myself moving. You know, I can't sit still. In this case, you know, I try to come up with activities that's going to keep me in one place. But yet, when it comes to being active, you know, it's beneficial because, you know, you're hyperactive. That means you keep yourself moving and that you don't quit. But nevertheless, just uh, something that I want to talk about later about uh, conditions of like mental conditions that kids deal with when they're taking karate or other things all right but also i want to talk or this past weekend uh or should i should say last weekend on 
June uh, 25th, uh, my previous guest, um, Jordan, the gas tape, the gas tape gas had his third consecutive fight and actually won. So he stands at three and oh in his amateur career. And that's a big that's a big congratulations to him in this um weight class, the belter the, the belter weight division. So he's now currently three and oh un, still undefeated. But yeah, that's only his third fight. But uh, I all I gotta say to Jordan is congratulations, but keep yourself training because you are still a challenger. I mean, even if you were to win that um belter weights um championship of course i know it's vacated but you know you can still train to be a champ well you still can train even if you win the championship because you gotta at least know keep yourself pretty much at the consistent at when you're at the top when when i'm at the top so that's so congratulations to him so hopefully we'll get a like a heads up or like um updates on what's his next fight so I know it's going to be another like amateur fight. So if you don't know um, what he fights for, I think he fights for the B two uh, fight. I'm, I don't know. I can't remember what he fight for. I mean, but it was like uh, amateur, like amateur um competition. I mean, but nevertheless, uh, congratulations to him. All right, so. One of the subjects I want to talk about is the students slash teachers have an external motivation or internal motivation. Well, let's get down to the um, definition of what those two terms mean. You got external motivation, which is basically you're working toward the goal or basically you're you got the motivation to work for something like you say. I mean, you want to win a championship or you want to win a trophy. You want to win money. So it's just your desire to win, to get material things. So in this case, you know, you got, um, say for like most of my students, you know, they take Mark Karate to take being black belt. I guess being a black belt has the high prestigious, but yet um, that kind of takes them away from the importance the, of what martial arts it's really about is you know you're worried about the art versus putting the application you know it's more than just that you know that's the thing this is um that's of course we talk about it like previously uh mcdojos you know mcdojos are very known to that are just giving away belts just for the profit just for money but nevertheless it's shouldn't be that um it shouldn't be that type of thing I mean, you want your students to work for their belts. You don't want them to just come to class and just just give them a belt because they showed up. You want them to make it like like Yul Carter said, like my guest Yul Carter said in um, episode um, 98, saying that you want it to be attainable. I mean, you want um, your belts to be attainable, but you want to work for that attain- attainability or attain a, or to attain that belt. And so like I still want to tell my students, you know, you know, you, you're working hard to, well, you know, you're here, but you got to be willing to do the work and do things correctly in order to uh, earn your next rank, which means you got to work within the belt level that you're going for. Right? 
mean, it's that's the thing you that's the thing we gotta keep the kids motivated. I mean, of course, that's their most of these kids are got external motivation, you know. They go there for life belt, they go there for praise. You know, kids don't get enough praise from their parents. You know, that's how it is. You know, you got your parents or you got other people that don't give you enough praise. So you go do other activities, like of course karate. Uh, sports, uh, baseball, football, all that. You want to be praised. I guess that's what we look for, mostly. I mean, not there's nothing wrong to be praised, but in this case, you know, like I would say before, it's better to be, it's better to humble yourself and be praised after than to praise yourself and be humbled after. I mean, you want to be humble first before you get that praise, which means you want to be coachable. And, you know, I mentioned this to the students. You want to be coachable when you're coming to class or any place else. You know, you want to make sure you're telling people that you're willing to listen, that you're willing to do what they ask you to do. You know, we all have our disagreements of what people tell us to do. But, you know, if you're just looking to just like not listen and be and not do things your way and think that's the right way, you know, then you're going to hold yourself back. We don't want to hold, I don't want to hold my students back. You know, I want them to be, I want them to understand that, you know, your hard work means, means something to your, to to reach, reaching your goal. You reach your goal based on hard work and being coachable. You know, you got to be willing to listen to people. You know, and just to say this, it's like, well, it's hard for most people to listen, you know, but, you know, it's, but, you know, it's a, it's an effort. It's a, it's a, it's a trying effort, right? So you got, that's the external motivation. And of course, now you got internal motivation, which, um, of course, I mean, you do this just for fun. I mean, you're not looking to be a black belt i mean you're looking to obtain knowledge i mean it's fun knowledge you're learning like what it what it takes to be a black belt i mean even if you don't make it to black belt or even if you're going for black belt i mean it's you understanding what it takes i mean it makes it fun it makes it challenging i mean you kind of have to challenge yourself to really understand how everything works at a different level. I mean, you teach a simple front kick. I mean, you teach them how, how to do it and like how your muscles work. And then you work on that front kick so much that your muscles develop are developed enough to execute a perfect kick. I mean, one thing, I mean, that's the thing you want to think about when you're teaching, you want to make it fun for these kids. You don't want to make it boring where they just are saying, why, why am I here? I mean, Am I here just uh, by boost your guilty pleasure or am I here for you to help me? I mean, it's as tough as it is for kids to learn. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge for me. You know, I, I teach almost like seven times a week. I mean, seven classes a week mostly, but you know, it's, it's challenging. I mean, you want to at least keep yourself on a motivation level to make sure, or should I say on a non-stressful level? I mean, or should I say good stress, not bad stress? Yeah, something like that. All right. So basically, mostly it's internal 
motivation, you know, for my, I should say I'm half and half, you know, my external motivation is I want to be, get the master rank. So I'm looking forward to this master, master rank induction ceremony. So I want to keep a close eye on um, that. And, you know, the thing is that I'm so eager to get in that master rank. So I must say, I don't want to be too eager to get in that master rank that I don't get my requirements. You know, there's always certain catches. So I want to make sure I got all those requirements down before I am elected. You know, it's, I know it says, oh, hi. I say, I said, it's like, it's at Mr. Norris's, uh, or of course, for those who are just joining in, I mean, I train in the Chuck Norris system, which is, um, of course, it's a, a modified version of Tank Sudo. So of course, Mr. Chuck Norris, Grandmaster Chuck Norris is, um, of course, uh, the top guy. Well, you know, we got more mas- grandmasters. I mean, we got Grandmaster Aaron Norris, his brother, and we got uh, Grandmaster Ken Gallagher, who I had a guest, who I had as a guest on my show. And, you know, I look forward to seeing all three of those guys when I go to the convention. And, you know, it's always great to see them three. And then, of course, you got other schools from from other places from other like parts of the united states you know i look forward to them you know it's just it's a whole family reunion and i heard it's gonna be a big one so i'm really looking forward to see how many people that, that i'm gonna see that i know so far and of course meet new people let them get to know who i am and you know really all right so just talking about um my external motivation of course internal motivation you know i want to make this more like fun i guess the thing is you know i'm like a fun guy i mean i like to be funny i mean i don't overdo it but you know there's times where i become serious you know there's a balance between my external and internal motivation you know the fun part comes after the work you know, I want my kids to attain their belt levels, but, you know, at the same time, I want them to have fun. You know, you you have these kids in here that are like six or seven, you know, they don't want to think of work. They, I don't want, they don't want to be thought of as work. I mean, they're just kids. I mean, it's understandable, you know, parents work to support their kids, you know, and, you know, it's the, there's a balance between the external and internal motivation. You know, it's just, it's a half and half. It's like you punch in for an eight hour job. I mean, that's just external motivation. And yet, because you have, um, you have to make money, you have to make money to pay your bills. You know, you have to support yourself. And then of course that external or internal, it's like you punch out and, you know, you don't have to worry about work for till the next day. You know, that's pretty much how I say everything is in life, you know, of course, you go to school for six hours, and then you have to worry about getting out. And then, of course, if you don't have nothing after that, well, other than homework, you, of course, you have your internal like motivation. You want to have fun, so yeah, just to make sure, make sure that's like a should I say a balance, like it's kind of consistent. Okay, so all right, so it's those two. Just remember, external and internal motivation. All right. 
So that's the student goals. I mean, you know, you talk about teacher's goals. I already talked about teacher's goals, so I got that out of the way. Okay, so let me get on to a um, different subject, a different um, topic. Of course, um, there was a video, of course, uh, that I saw on um, Facebook. And I guess it came from like this, like a miniseries called The Slap, where um, one of the actors, um, of course, um, I forgot the actor's name, but he he played um, uh, Spock on the, the new Star Trek movie or the 2009 Star Trek movie. And um, he was an actor of the movie and actor. He was the actor of the miniseries. He's um, and involves a uh, involves like a miniseries of um, adult hitting a child at a, like a birthday party. I guess, of course, the child was playing baseball and of course he got struck out and he didn't want to give up the bat. So in this case, he threw a temper tantrum and started like swinging the bat at the other kids. And of course, uh, um, of course, the main character that um, slapped the kid, of course, came and confronted the kid because I guess the parents of the kid didn't want to do it themselves. I mean, they just sat there and they I'm, I'm surprised they didn't actually go to their kid and calm down. I mean, I know I know the father was just standing there just saying, you're out, buddy. I mean, I don't know why the father didn't just go comfort a kid instead of having the the guy that slapped the kid to, to do it himself i mean here's the thing you know and under no circumstances no adult should not hit a kid you know that's me you know when I, as a as an instructor you know my concern is the student safety you know i want them to come to class fully like fully equipped ready to, to learn and be ready, you know, but, you know, I want them to be like healthy lions when they're training. But yet, if you know, if you've got kids that suffer injuries or they get headaches, they get sick, you know, you have to be compassionate and have them sit out and regenerate. But like, you know, you got these kids coming straight from school. And, you know, that, that drains them. And, you know, they don't have, some of them don't have enough time to like, have some type of energy um, booster, like have a piece of fruit or a snack to boost their energy for a karate or martial arts, yeah, or whatever they're doing after school. Now, for me, I never even had like, well, the only after school program I ever had was, uh, I mean, I remember having going to Latchkey. Uh, so after my classes, I go there for a couple hours until my mom picks me up. I mean, my mom couldn't pick me up at three o'clock. I mean, she worked till five. And uh, of course she picked me up from, she picked me up from work or she, she come from work to pick me up from Latchkey. And, you know, that of course from going to, of course, getting to middle school, you know, I didn't live too far from the middle school. I would walk home from middle school, of course, have my own key. And yet, I at least get enough rest. And then, of course, I would go to karate after. And, you know, for me, karate was just like a passion for me. You know, I went anyway. I went, I never complained. I never argued. You know, sometimes I, you know, was so busy um, getting, like, getting, like I said, I was into video games. You know, I had the PlayStation or I would have the, Nintendo 64, I would play that after school. 
but in this case, you know, um, I, um, well, you know, if it was karate time, I know I'm ready and, you know, I'm geared up, you know, there's times that I would walk from my house to karate and, you know, I didn't have, I didn't wait, but, you know, I was passionate because I was learning, you know, and this is why I love doing martial arts. You know, it's very something that's something that I kind of keeps me in check, you know, and keeps me aware of what's going on. You know, you want to have, well, like uh, Jason, Jason Wilson would say, you know, this thing about Jason Wilson. I mean, I want to at least have him on the show one of these days. I don't know how his schedule is. I know he has his own podcast, but nevertheless, you know, he says, you know, there's times where you have to un- re- unleash that lion. And then, of course, there's that time you have to reset to the lamb. Like someone invades in your space, you know, you have to unleash that lion. You got to tell uh, that person that you need your space. You don't need them to be a threat to them. And, you know, it's that roar that backs them up. And, of course, once that is all settled, you were set, set to the lamb. You know, you're calm. I mean, you're not a threat. Or it's just say there's no threat. Right, so that's just that. And just going now, going back to this video, and of course, um, the kid was swinging the bats, and of course, the guy, um, that the parents didn't do anything. So of course, the other guy from Star Trek, the movie, the movie Star Trek, the 2019, no, 2009 movie Star Trek, uh, took the bat from the kid, and of course, the kid kicked the shin, and from there, the reaction is, um. Um, he got slapped. Let me give me a minute. You know, I want to look this up. I want to look um what um the actor's name was. I mean, it was like uh, let's see. Trying to see what the actor's name is. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, uh, let's see. No, just give me a minute because you know, really, I I should just wrote this down, but nevertheless, uh, it's. I mean, uh, um, his phone's taking too long, but just saying, like, uh, see, I think I'm looking it up right now. Star Trek 2000. Yeah, here we go. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zachary uh, Quintu. Car. Kintu. Kitu, yeah, I don't know how to say that. So Zachary, so that's the guy that played the guy that slept the kid, and of course, um, yeah, apparently he, um, yeah, made the kid cry. But like I said, you know, like I said, you know, like I said this before, you know, like with Autism Awareness Month, we want to make sure we are aware of how our kids behave. You know, we want to make sure we get an early diagnosis of what. Um, if you feel like the kids acting weird, acting like behaviors acting weird, I mean, you got to get a diagnosis. So in this case, the parents of the kid that swung the bat was, um, I guess he was wasn't diagnosed by. His, but I guess, I guess he was diagnosed, but I guess the parents didn't take that time to comfort him. You know, there's like definitely situations where I seen. Uh, an autistic kid, like in a wrestling show, I mean, of course, he got upset that one of the wrestlers um, was either losing or 
Scott Hurts, and he went off and got a chair. And of course, his parents was there just to comfort him. And, you know, that's just one thing that's one thing that we have to really watch out for. And luckily, the um, incident was calmed down. All right. And of course, there's another incident where, I mean, a kid pushed another autistic kid. I mean, or pushed another kid and he was autistic and he went off. And I mean, he was pretty much all right throughout the majority of the wrestling show. And then, of course, um, he started getting like getting like hot or should I say he's um, his ADHD was getting um, was. Um, I mean, let's say it was getting under wasn't under control. It was, um, it was like unleashed. And of course, he had to be escorted out. And the, you know, I gotta say, you know, one thing—it's one thing that um, you make fun of uh, somebody that has uh, sort of a learning disability, or not, not learning disability, like learning limitations. But you know, when you're basically being a bully and put physically putting your hands on, that's where you draw the line. I mean, honestly, you want to make sure you're better than this. So basically with my students, I know I got to watch them carefully. I got to make sure I'm in control or make sure the parents are in control. I mean, I want them to be, want them to be on top of what their kid's condition is. I mean, it's, it's tough now, but I know it's tough, but you know, you want to make sure the kids have a good future. You know, for me, it was tough for me as a, person with ADHD to um, deal with um, learning, like my learning capabilities. You know, I had limited learning. I I can learn, but, you know, due to my ADHD, it prevents me from learning, from learning, but beyond learning. But nowadays, it's just like I have more control of what I'm learning. You know, I want to get myself further. You know, it's tough now, still tough a little bit, but, you know, I want to overcome it. All right. So just going over that. And I say, lastly, while we're still talking about um, martial arts related talk, you know, I've been looking at the MDS course. I mean, certain things that um, a certain thing that kind of got my attention is, well, the question would be is when you think of martial arts, uh, do you think, where do you think of the art of how it looks or do you worry about the application? Like, how does it work? I mean, I guess when you look at martial arts, when you look at a movie, you know, you see how cool those moves look. But, you know, it's like, do you, I mean, is your mind on the art of how it looks or are the application of the art? I mean, for one, I've usually teach my students. It's like, you know, something looked cool. I do something, a cool move. But in this case, I want them to do the advocate, like how this room works. Now, some kids are not perfected in like how it works. But, you know, it's um something like, you know, like how does your muscle work? But how can you do a push-up? I mean, it's not just your arms, it's your whole body. You know, it's just not one part of your body that does the work. It's your whole body. And that's one thing that most kids or most people when they train in martial arts to understand. I mean, 
the move when you the, when you learn techniques that that you're not just learning how to do the move, you learn how to do it like do it right, do it correctly, or do it effectively. Yeah, I mean that's you using your muscles, and you gotta learn how to muscle. That's the thing that I'm kind of keeping tracked up. You know, it's more than just learning karate moves. You know, I tell them that. Everything that you're doing in karate is everything you learn in school. Everything that you learn in in school applies to martial arts. You know, things happen scientifically. Things happen historically. Things happen um, like really the, with language. Like really, there's language in uh, martial arts, and of course, there's um, some somewhat of math, like or uh, should I say, like physics to it. I mean, that'd be like, you have to, from the time you, like, kind of like how fast you can get your foot up. It's reaction, you know, just to put it that way, you know, and also there's like different ways kids would learn, you know, they learn visually, they learn verbally from, they've learned like um, from hearing and of course they learn from doing, you know, how many students or how many students can actually do like do something from listening like you know from that if you have to have a good visual mind of what you need to do I mean in other cases you have to really um watch how it goes you know mostly for me it's like half and half you know I have to see it you know as well as I'm good at hearing something and then I actually do it versus actually seeing it done first then actually doing it so there's different learning curves that you have to think about so you just think about this when you're like any place else like if you're starting a new job or you're playing a new sports like try to find your way of learning you know it's like it could be like a 50 percent of you hear it and you do it and there's like a 50 percent of you see it first then do it and of course, like was you do it yourself? I mean, I mean, I guess you would you are you hear it and then you kind of get a feel for it, or basically you you don't understand it, but you know you kind of feel it, or you're self-taught pretty much. Like you just hear the word front kick, and you know you just do it, and from there you could be doing it right, you could be doing it wrong. All right, so just, yeah, let's talk about front kick. You know, if I say when you're doing a front kick, I mean, you may do it, but you may do it right or wrong. Or I would say do a front kick like you would kick a door open. I mean, you hear that and then you visualize what I'm talking about and you you could do it right, you could do it wrong. And I, I say do a like really, yeah, it's like really, it's like if I say dual front kick while you like do it like you would kick a door open, and I'll show you, I demonstrate, and I actually do the kick, and then I do it against a bag, and then you realize that what you're teaching. All right. So there's just so certain things you want to think about when you're an instructor. You want to think about how the kids learn, as well as like tell them the difference between the art and the application and as well you know make sure that their training is attainable make sure they're learning 
is something that they want to do. All right. All right. So before I kind of bow this class out, um, of course, uh, for those who are just tuning in, tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And of course, for those who are tuning in, of course, thank you well, who's been tuning in for the past two two years. I right, thank you for tuning in to my episodes. Of course, I finally made it to episode 100, but yet this is episode 101. So, of course, we're going to work on getting to maybe 150 or maybe even 200. So our goal is to do something special. I mean, I want to look out for guests. So if you're a martial arts out there and you have a story to tell, and a martial arts story to tell, I mean, feel free to contact me. I mean, I got my Instagram account and of course I got my Facebook page. So whenever you can, if you're not busy, make sure you tune in to this episode, tune in episodes of the kick pod. And yet I'll see you next time for another episode here to kick pod. This is your sensei TJ Williams bowing you out.